Good afternoon. It is January 31st, 2022. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I have a pizza topic for you. Pizza's delicious. Everybody likes pizza. Uh, Domino's is having trouble, not unlike other companies with a shortage of employees. They uh, they don't have enough drivers, so what they're going to do is they're calling it a customer tipping. They are going to pay you three dollars if you come to pick up your pizza rather than getting it delivered now you uh work at a pizza restaurant so i can't imagine you're doing a lot of dominoes but do you think if uh you know you in college with this uh with three dollars that'd be enough to, to to sway you to you know put on pants and, and leave the house all right honestly loki the few times i did get dominoes i picked it up every single time it was just oh, easier okay. it was faster it was so much faster I mean, look, there's enough Domino's depending on the area you're in. It, maybe it could be significantly faster, but I'm telling you, if you want to get Domino's as fast as possible, like this stuff is legitimately done in 10, 15 minutes. So if you go pick it up in 10, 15 minutes, it's done. It's already there. I guarantee it'll be waiting for you. You can order it, and I promise you it'll already be done there. So if you want to get Domino's as soon as possible, I still think picking it up in person is by far the, the fastest way to get it. Now, you know, you could get lucky. You could be close by for the delivery. You know, you could uh, maybe not have any other orders ahead of you. Or, or whatever, or your driver could be more efficient. I mean, let, let's, let's let's be real here. The, the driver situation is critical. I mean, you, you're either getting somebody dedicated or you're not, and I can't promise they're always going to be a dedicated employee. So uh, it's interesting. I feel like I already kind of cracked the code and knew the cheat code here the, of picking it up in person, and now I guess there's a little bit more uh, reason to, to do it that way. So uh, it's an interesting concept. I, it, it, you, know what, you know what the other thing, though, is Domino's generally isn't that – long of a delivery either i'm just saying if you want to get it as fast as possible that's what i would recommend now this comes with the uh the, the super bowl coming up in in a, in a couple of weeks care to venture a guess at how many pizzas domino's sells on super bowl sunday no that's like a stupid amount that's not that's not that's not a healthy thing to do it's also a really lazy uh party throwing you know we're just ordering dominoes i mean i get it there's a time and place for it all i'm not asking for everyone to you know do a nice d'oeuvres for everyone and appetizers and all that but you know maybe it's a super bowl you know maybe 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 splurge a little bit enjoy yourself you know life life's short i, I wouldn't sell yourself that short with just enjoying dominoes on super bowl sunday there's uh there's other you options think it's out more there. people hosting getting dominoes or more people that are just by themselves that are just they don't want to cook so it's like yeah it's super bowl sunday i want pizza Support something local. All right, come come to Cozy's. Go somewhere else. Go go get an actual meal. Don't be afraid to spend a little bit more money. All right, the toppings you'll you'll actually get toppings on it. I think that's the biggest ripoff at Domino's is that none of the toppings are very good. There's probably like a handful of them that I could tolerate, but the majority of them, there's nothing. You're not adding anything to that pizza. You're just paying more money for a little bit of color sprinkled on top. Well, I don't think we're going to get a uh, sponsorship by uh, Domino's anytime soon, but uh, are, are we still in a wings shortage? Has, has the long national nightmare ended, or is that still a thing people have to be concerned about in the next couple weeks? The price has gone down, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay there or that everyone hasn't just accepted that the price is a lot higher than it used to be. Like At the end of the day, it's still up. Even if it did go back down, it's not outrageously priced right now, but I think the shortage is for here to stay, and the price is the price. It is what it is. I don't think it's ever going to go backwards of, of being quite the affordable outcome anymore. I, I think wings are just an expensive appetizer now. I think that's the future of it. Now, you can get smaller wings, but, you know, it's, I just feel like you're getting ripped off with a smaller wing, all right? There's still some bone in there that's counting towards the weight if you're paying it by weight. It's just 
the, the, we will have wings this year. All right, the country will be ready for wings. I just don't think okay. you're going to be excited Good. for the price of them. It's not going to be what it once was. It's kind of like the dollar menus no longer no longer exist. Right, it's gone. It's it's a thing of the past. Right, gas is not a dollar ninety five anymore. It's a lot more. Right, it's it's a new world. <laughs> There's an influx of this. It, it's it's it is what it is. There's nothing I can do. And it, you know, everyone blames all the restaurants and all that. It's it's really the suppliers that have have damaged a lot of things for us. It just and they're forced to to play the hand they have to play as well. I mean, they had a a whole year there where a lot of restaurants shut down and nobody to supply. And what are you supposed to do with everything? So I imagine they have been playing catch up for the past year on top of any other agricultural pandemic kind of affecting things you know, across the country and economic things like all that. There's a lot of complicated things there. But I, I do think you can expect to enjoy some wings this year versus last year. It's just going to be hard to find wings, let alone, you know, pay for them. That is excellent news. So that's that's good news. Do you want to hear the other good news? I would like to hear the other good news. We are two weeks away from the Super Bowl, and we've had two of the best NFL weeks in the past right now last two weeks man overtimes three-point games everything you could ever ask for the storybook ending the unpredictableness the 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 headliners of of big stars and big names making big plays i mean how rewarding were the last two weeks i feel like we're doomed for a dud are you concerned it's always always a risk because Super Bowl is it's the only time, like it's not the only time, you have Thursday night games, but it's just, it's it's standalone. So if it's not good, there's nothing to switch over to. But whereas this weekend and last weekend, the whole time it's, well, if this game's not good, there's going to be another one. Uh, we've had, in the past 10 years, we've had some awesome, exciting Super Bowls. Uh, you know, it seemed like every time the Patriots played, uh, it was going to be exciting. And... <laughs> It's gonna make your make your heart race, and it's definitely taken a few years off of my life as a uh, as a Patriots fan. But I don't think you could be too uh, too concerned that it might be a dud. I I, I think that we've we, the past two weeks have just been so awesome with all the games being so close and so wild that if the Super Bowl is is a bust, fine, fine. I'll I'll watch the the commercials and I'll root for my squares and I'll eat a bunch of unhealthy food. I'll, I'll have a good time. Hey, it's a. It's, it's a halftime show that's a little bit more targeted to us this year. we got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, whole West Coast rappers. are going to probably bring out a whole bunch of people. I, I'm a little bit into that. I'm kind of excited. I don't think you're going to see Dr. Dre performing probably ever again, if I'm being honest. like This this might be it. This might be the last time you see Dr. Dre on stage. So I'm, I'm excited for that, as well as when Dre comes to town, he doesn't come alone. Right? There's going to be an entourage of features and surprises Last time Snoop and Dre were on stage was Coachella. They brought out the hologram Tupac thing, and I'm not saying that's going to happen again. I'm just saying this is what these guys are capable of when they put on a show. So that was, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know how that's aged. I haven't seen any other holograms, you know, done yet. But I thought that was done well. I, if, if you go back and look at the video, especially for the year that it came out, it's it's pretty impressive technology. It's something I don't think anyone anticipated ever actually seeing. And it got me excited of, of maybe potentially being the future. You know, can I can I go see hologram Prince or hologram Michael Jackson? I don't know something, something like that. And we haven't seen anything since. So don't don't hold out on the halftime show this year. It's it's not your unknown pop pop singer that you know has got the push up bra and trying to get your attention. It's it's something different. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that was some poor wording there. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good game. That being said, I I really feel like there's. There's some really good football teams out there making really good football plays. I mean, we're going to break down all the games here, but I'm not sold on... Like, do you feel like there's a clear-cut favorite? Like, if you were betting today, like, are you just saying this yeah. is obvious? The yeah. clear-cut favorite is the Chiefs. 
That's a clear cut favorite, <laughs> right? Right, Will? <laughs> yes, yes. Who, no, th- who could who could ever beat the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes? Because he's really good. Everybody knows that. We saw it last week. You only need 13 seconds to 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 get that uh get that field goal and then one drive to win it in overtime. Chiefs are definitely the favorite. Easy, you just it's easy money. That's it's clearly where everyone should put their money. It's the tale of two halves, though. Where where it's it's the opposite. They they just the script got flipped on them. They they don't score. They're they're dominant in the first what ninety percent of the first half, except for the last like ten seconds of which they blow it and don't get three points, of which we could talk about. Oh, that was terrible. Let's just get into that right now. Like why? I like Andy Reid trusting Patrick Mahomes, but when he makes a mistake like that, do you do you second guess yourself the next time you're in a situation like this and just say no? I'm calling the timeout. I'm sending the kicker out there. I gave you a shot. You blew it, and you kind of lost. You you could have used these three points. These three points would have been critical. If you look back at everything now, and you, you know it doesn't feel like it when you're up twenty-one to three that those three points are going to be critical, but that could have made the that could have made her made the game. That could be the difference between them being in another Super Bowl and them ending another season early. What would you do if you were if you were Andy Reid? Are you like? Like you've won a Super Bowl, there's history here. It's not like this is your first run at it. It's not your first crack. They're they're all essentially veterans. It it it, it was bad. It was bad. They uh they had the ball first and first and ten at the Cincy fifteen. So you're you're in the red zone. Thirteen seconds to go. Uh, there there's there's a penalty. So then with nine seconds, you're you first and one. That's for sure. Two passes, two like two attempts, and then if you don't get it. You still got one second, two seconds, no problem. You kick the field goal, you take the points. But Mahomes on the last play took too long and then threw it out into the into the flat, and it wasn't wasn't even close. Uh, it just terrible uh, like time management. Just would have thought between uh, Andy Andy Reid and, and Mahomes, just they both would have known. Okay, this is what we're doing. We're throwing two fades, or just you rocket it into uh, into the end zone. But these have to be very quick, and like there 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 no more timeouts. So I. I it, it was frustrating. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I just don't understand. You don't throw a side out to. I don't care who it's Ty, if it's Tyree Kill or anybody. There's not enough time for him to make a move, make somebody miss, and get into the end zone. And if he doesn't get into the end zone, have time to kick the ball. There's not enough time for that. There's a time for one little dart thrown to the end zone, or one little high lob to Kelsey in the corner, or something like that. And that's it. The second, the second he threw it to Hill, it was done. Hill caught it. He done. made made a move. He got tackled. It's over. Half half done here. Now I'm gonna say this this one play kind of stands out, but I'm gonna say Andy Reid really should have been coaching this whole game. Like I feel like Mahomes, who's just this uber confident guy, and, and probably justified for it all, but he needed to be reined in a little bit here. How many times is he just scrambling for 20 seconds in the backfield? I mean, at the end of the game, there they get pushed back for that field goal. And he fumbles. They almost lose just right there like that. How many times is he just scrambling back there saying, I'm this good, I'm going to give everybody enough time, and it's just always going to work out? It's like you got to just give up on some of these plays. It's not worth just scrambling and, and doing this backyard football. You, you you can run plays. You can have an offense. You can't just bank on a breakdown play and hope that your second shot, fourth option, is somehow going to win you a game. It felt like they were just so confident that the fifth option is going to work every single time. It, it doesn't work that way especially when you get to this you know this talent level of the round this isn't a regular season game it, it felt like he wasn't really taking the game as seriously as he should have 
And maybe there's just this lax confidence of being that good that just goes with the territory. You know, comes with the territory of being the Chiefs, a Super Bowl champion, being Patrick Mahomes, the almighty dominant guy. But I, I got I got news, man. There's there's some other guys out there. You know, the Joe Joey Burrow. <laughs> Joey Burr, man. <laughs> He's got some ice in his veins. He's he's coming to get you. I, I think all that cute things that Mahomes was trying to do the whole game is really going to come back to haunt him. Because I think there's numerous options, numerous plays, that he could have just thrown it away, could have gotten a better play, could have tried something else, and he's just trying to make everything out of all of these single plays. I, I just think Andy Reid has to hone him in a little bit. I thought, I thought he was a little too loose with it this game, and it cost it. It cost them. Well, the problem is, is one of the touchdowns was exactly what you're talking about. You don't really want him to do where he was scrambling around back there. He, he did a spin move and then it almost came face to face with a with a defensive lineman and was able to scramble out of that and then then through the touchdown. So I'm, I'm sure that's what he's got to be thinking. And the Chiefs fans are thinking is, oh, well, he's uh, he's going to get this. But, yeah, you're absolutely correct on the, the final drive. They were pretty close and okay this is just the chip shot field goal no big deal and then he ran around a whole bunch and yeah he, he fumbles it and almost almost ends the game and then once he gets the ball in overtime he, he throws the interception on third down but on first and second down it, it, those are pretty close to being interceptions so i i, I could have envisioned uh i, I could before I, I, I there was a way I could see the Bengals beating the Chiefs, but I definitely did not think it was going to be because of Patrick Mahomes. And I think it was because of his poor play, specifically down the stretch, that gave the the Bengals the the ability to win. I thought it'd be like the the defense messed up, or you know somebody fumble, you know special teams fumble, one of those ones on a, on a kickoff, and now the you know the Bengals get the ball on the on the fifteen or something. But yeah, it it, it was yeah. So it's. At the end of the end of the game, at the end of the half, when he just didn't take the shot at the end zone, I just think if you're any NFL coach and you go back and you watch the film of this game, you're gonna be like, man, you would never give a quarterback that long of a leash. You never let them just do whatever they want for that many options, especially at these many critical points in the game. I also think, I also think they could have ran the ball the whole game. I don't think, like, I I give Kansas City or uh, the Chiefs. The Bengals, a ton of credit for getting stops when they needed to get stops. A lot of three and outs. It seems a little easy to point it at Mahomes for bailing them out on these three and outs, but at the end of the day, they get the stops that they needed to get. They stop them in overtime, of which I've never seen a quarterback as good as Mahomes essentially try to win overtime on three plays. It's like it, it's like he almost had 10 seconds on that opening drive in overtime. Like Why, why are you trying to go for the home run three times in a row, and now you're punting? And and we've already complained about all these last couple of weeks about no, how he, he didn't even get he didn't even get the punt because he threw the uh, the deep interception on it, third it, down like you said uh, it was essentially a, home run plays it was essentially a punt where he he, yeah, he throws it pretty far so I, I guess in some ways you you could argue that but either way it was like hey man you the game's tied like you don't you don't need to win it all in this one play and, and it almost felt like he was just saying no we're the Chiefs this is how we play it's always gonna work out if we always play confidently and strong like this and it. It really felt like they, they didn't believe they were going to lose this game until he just chokes at the end there. Now, I've heard some rumors, especially when you look at the struggles of Mahomes throughout the entire second half. It's it's literally the whole half in overtime. He's just not he's not very good. He's he's not good. And I've heard some concussion uh, rumors. I, I don't know what the rules are on that. I'm not sure if there was a hit. I don't know if there's some film somewhere that's going to come out or any reports of it after – 
is is that is that going to be good news or bad news? Because part of me thinks we've we've been so on top of these concussion protocols that this could come back to really be like an issue right now where he should have been playing for some portion of this game. I don't know if there's any truth to that. These are just rumors. I have nothing to confirm it, but is, you, does that add up for you a little bit more, or do you think this is just a dud? Uh, I'll just keep that in with the uh, with the in the the rumor category because that that has more to do with NFL protocol, and that I think the Chiefs would be in big trouble if they had concealed that he had a concussion. Well, I I'm waiting. Like that, for that 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 I think that might be maybe I don't think it'd be quite draft picks, but it would get it, it might be talked about of. Should they lose a draft pick because like that 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 that's not good? You can't. You, if, if a guy is hurt, you check him out. You can't. We're not we're not playing that game anymore. Like that, that's why they got the independent guy on the sideline. They got the blue tent. You go through through the the process. But I, I yeah, I just keep that in the rumor rumor area of things. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about the Chiefs. I I need to. I think we should take a minute right now and and talk some Joe Burrow, talk some Higgins, talk some Jamar Chase, a little Joe Mixon. These guys are gamers. They showed up. I mean, they're getting their ass kicked for this whole first half. They show up gunslinging in the second half and just getting it done. Really, really impressive runs. I just a whole, oh, the whole comeback is, is is a challenge. You're on the road. Nobody's nobody's betting on you. Nobody has any faith in you. But I, I think Joe no, Burrow. Uh, no, no home team with a ten point lead at half in a conference championship had ever lost until yesterday. Oh man, and you think. The, the dominant Chiefs, too. The dominant Chiefs, too. Not like a weak... Like, I don't want to... I mean, maybe it's fair to talk about Tennessee this way now. But, you know, there's certain number one seeds that maybe aren't true one seeds. This felt like a true one seed in the Chiefs there. I mean, we even bet money on them saying this is by far the, the, the dominant favorite left over here. And it just didn't work out that way. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, think, I think there's a really nice core over here in Cincinnati that... I mean, tell me one reason why these guys won't be good for the next ten years. Higgins is young. Jamar Chase is a rookie. Like this, this is this is a good team. And Joey Burrow, man, I I just think there's a, there's a comfort level of a guy who just doesn't know any better. His whole life, he's been the best player. He doesn't know any better, and he's never going to change that mindset. It's 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 something some people are just born with, and just continue to have that sort of confidence. I I love the cigar thing. I I love. I, I just I really I'm really excited for him. All right, I had him in fantasy all year. It was fun to root for him. He had some disappointing weeks, but I definitely saw some peaks where he had some games of just elements of being a really really good player. And see it all come through in an important game like this was just exciting, especially if you hadn't got a chance to see these guys play all year. Like you're gonna see him one more game, and I just don't think you're ever gonna be able to count him out with the the big arm and the big plays. I, I think that's the one thing. Even in the first half, we're saying, well, at least we're going to see Burrow chuck it a couple times in the second half. And we did, and it worked. And I, I, yeah, I wonder you, if that's going to happen again. That's one of the things that you were, uh, you, were, you were all on board with. Of, all right, well, they're down. Burrow's going to have to sling it here. That's, that's the only chance. I still think that's one of the most fun plays in football is just watching him throw it as far as he can, as high up as he can, to somebody like Jamar Chase or Higgins and just watch the big guys jump up, make a catch. Uh, the, the next game, we're going to talk about some guys that maybe don't get thrown the ball quite as far, but man, yards after the catch in the next game is all about it between the, uh, the Rams and Niners. Anything else you want to touch for chiefs and Bengals? Just adding on to the, the, the Joey, uh, Joey Burrow love is just remembering that he, uh, was, was it ACL that he tore last year? Yes. Definitely had that, uh, that, that season ending injury. So 
it's just nice that that didn't just derail his career because getting that uh that national championship at LSU just you know w- was aware of the of the guy where not all the the quarterbacks I'm necessarily uh, aware of coming up from from college. So just nice that he's he's having this success despite you know having that injury that you know could have could have lingered or could have just derailed his whole whole career. Well, it wasn't the only game of the afternoon. It was actually topped by another good game between the Rams and Niners. A lot less uh, scoring in this game, but still a lot of drama, a lot of questionable decisions by by both sides. I, I think. I, I I how do you not start with Jimmy G right now and and be critical of the Niners because honestly, if you were if you were to grade this and just say how many other quarter how many other starting quarterbacks in the league do you think could have won that 49ers game and would have had a better chance to win than Jimmy G? Like how many? Half. Ten, five. I mean, I mean, he got the he got them the lead, and then the Rams scored thirteen in the fourth. So, I mean, he he's got the he got the interception. So it's it's not. I think he could have done more, but it's a little bit on the uh, on the defense as well that they couldn't couldn't hold up. Well, I also think it's a little bit on the play calling. Debo Samuel's has an awesome awesome play off that screen. I think he gets like forty five yards or something off it. He doesn't get another catch after that. He doesn't touch the ball after that. That just seems crazy to me. Of like, why are we not able to do anything on offense? It's like, well, maybe, maybe if we get our best player the ball. I mean, Kittle's a little quiet as well, but Debo, it's just like, just let him touch the ball and watch him go. Just, just get him the ball in subspace. That's what I've been just, doing, doing all year, where he's just, he's an absolute animal, and it's just like, you know what? We are not able to pass him the ball enough. You know what? We're just going to hand it off to him in the backfield. You know, he's, he's sort of a running back, too. He, we just, he is such a weapon. We just need to get the ball in his hands any way possible. I thought the best part about that wild card offense was how do you defend that? Because you never know where the guy's going to be. You're handing him the ball off. No other team's doing this. All right? there's, there's, you're getting him in screens and outs and just cr- cross slants. and uh, Just get him the ball. And the fact that they weren't able to just let him get some touches – is like you might as well just bench him then. Like, what is he even doing out there? If you're not going to utilize him, and it felt like Jimmy was trying to do more traditional things of, of being like a, a standard quarterback. It's like, no, you just need to get this guy the ball and hope that it works because we watched you try and win this game in more of a traditional quarterback way without that, and it, it just wasn't good enough. It, you could see it was going to fall short. You could see he couldn't make the big play. It's, it's just a little frustrating because I think this team is really, really good, and they're being held back by just I mean I don't even know what Jimmy's not good at I mean is it the decision making is it the accuracy or is he just or is he just average like he's just he's just not I just feel like he can't make that next step like we talked about Burrow a second ago he has that next step he has that gamer mentality he has that big play capability and I just don't see it in Jimmy G and you're hoping to have a a game manager here but I don't even know if he's good enough for that at least to beat like a really good team which I'm not even sure the Rams are but it wasn't good enough. I, I feel like there's half the quarterbacks in the league could have won that game, and I think like 10 of the quarterbacks in the league could win the, a Super Bowl with the Niners. And we're going to talk about some options for that after this, but uh, the other thing I, I want to talk about some suspect things with the 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 Rams. I, I don't know what McVay was doing. There's some really bad challenges there at the end, some really questionable timeout usage that it didn't burn them because they got the win, but... I think, and if you if you redo that, and you know, nine out of ten times it does burn them. I, I don't. I think they got a lucky by some some poor play by the Niners there at the end. Um, Cooper Cup, we talked about yards after the catch. 
I mean, this guy just also, he just can't be stopped. I mean, Debo is the same type of player where just get him the ball and get him Cooper's some space. Fun. But Coop, man, the two touchdowns, I think, yesterday, a bunch of yards, just continues to dominate. Dominate. I, I see no reason why he isn't. Is he not the best player in the league this year? Like, are you, do you think he's locked in this MVP at this point, especially with this kind of playoff performance? Well, MVP, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same as the NBA, that it's a, it's a regular season uh, award. Yeah, but you can lose it in the playoffs, if you know what I mean. You can lose momentum, especially if it's a toss-up. I, I think you're already, at least I know for the for the NBA, they vote at the very end. They vote before the playoffs start. It's just that the it's not revealed until, until much later, specifically for that reason. Well... I feel like yeah, how 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 do you how does this not impact your decision if you see this? I, I think if anything, it's just more proof. It, it just maybe just to us, you know, the fan vote of of who you actually think it should go to and who you think deserves it. And I really can't argue anyone else at this point. I mean, who who else would you argue? I mean, it's it's hard because some of the other guys you would argue are no longer in the playoffs, and some of them even had some really bad playoff games. So that's that, that I get I get why it's a regular season thing, but I I do think Cup is just. Proven again. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. You think it's Rodgers? Yeah, because I, I, I think it, it's it. It rarely doesn't go to a quarterback. I I think I think Rodgers is gonna get like some uh, like some baseball Hall of Fame hate where they're just like no, like, like yeah, there's a lot of reasons why this should be this well, way, that, but we're just gonna already, say uh, no. <laughs> that had already come out. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. That some reporter came out and said that he thought that Aaron Rodgers was a jerk, so I wasn't going to vote for him for MVP. You, you, you didn't come across this. This is like a whole whole big thing. I I think look, there's a lot of ways you can earn votes. That's one way to lose a vote. I, I think it's fair. It's not fair. But How is that fair? It's not it's, fair. It's, it's the most you know valuable what? player. It has to do with your with your football ability, not anything off the field. I'm sorry, man. Maybe I'm just a social justice warrior here looking for some some peace and quiet of of. Getting rid of guys like that who are the anti-vax and the fake vax and the the controversy of the I don't want to play here or I don't want I want to be traded or you guys shouldn't have done all this. It, I just have no real sympathy for him at this point, and I'm sorry if, if if me not liking you affects me actually appreciating you as a as a football talent, and because that that's really what it is. I, I'm fine with you you not liking him for non-football related things. There's lots of guys that I don't like for off off the field issues but if you're you're voting if you're a voter you you have to take your vote seriously and i think you have to look at what the what the stats are lined up against uh, everybody else well if you're the 49ers what's what's the next move because you drafted a quarterback this year i don't know if we can say it didn't work out but i think it's fair to say it's looking like it's not gonna work out you got jimmy g I mean, do we just roll the dice on another quarterback again? I mean, we try to. Like, I don't. I can't imagine Jimmy starting another game for them. I feel like he's done. I don't think. I think he'll play somewhere else, which is going to be someone else's nightmare. But what do you? What do you do if you're the Niners? Like, I feel like you had a strategy, it didn't work, and then you kind of got lucky that your backup plan was even good enough to get you this far. Do you think they're? Uh, they, they have Trey. It's it's Trey Lance, right? Yes. Do you think that they're just they're just done with him? I'm not sure if they're like, done he, with he, him. I just don't know what value he has, and I don't think again, even if he isn't, I don't think he'll be ready next year. I look at how good the rest of this team is, and everybody that's going to come back, and I don't know if Trey Lance is good enough. I think you're going to be in a similar situation with Garoppolo, where 
He does a lot of nice things. He can win you most games, but he can't win you this game. And if he can't win you this game, you got to find someone that can. And I think there's other quarterbacks out there that could have won this game for them that will be available. And one of them may have even retired. We were still not sure. He did and he didn't retire. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to they're going to give Trey Lance uh, more more of a more of a tryout. I, I don't think you can you can draft a guy and not give him kind of like the, the the full reins to figure out are you an NFL quarterback or are you not. I think that to just go and try to get you because you made the playoffs. You don't have a high high draft pick, so you're not going to get some sort of uh, college stud that's for sure going to be good. And I think I feel like even the the top guys have been real hit or miss. Oh, oh, for sure. As well as the other value you could get with those picks is is a risky thing. You're missing out on that to swing at another thing you just missed on. So I I, I see that yeah. as a risky thing. But I I I'm just fascinated because I I see a lot. I I think there's rumors to think. Uh, let's just do some Super Bowl picks first. Uh, so so we we covered the games. We've got Rams. We've got Bengals. The Rams have a quote-unquote home game, of which I swear if I hear these guys talk about the Rams fans' crowd noise one more time, like it's anything real, it's not real, <laughs> it's completely fake, it's not Kansas City, it's not Buffalo, stop acting like this is an actual stadium with people that give a shit there. They're not good fans, all right? They're trying to sell you this idea so much. Every time, you know what, that's going to be the drinking game. Every time they talk about the L.A. fans from here on, you take a sip, because it's it's... <laughs> That's what needs to happen, right? You need to dull all of our minds from faking this. It's like a weird conversation that every one of these guys feels like they have to bring up. Is is it's the NFL's praying that LA will eventually care about football, and maybe this is what it's going to take to finally get them to care. But I'm telling you, they still didn't care these last couple of games. There's a lot of red in that. A lot of San Francisco fans there. I bothers me so much that they kept bringing this up all over the broadcast. But <laughs> but we got guys, all right? We got Rams. We've got Bengals. It's in LA. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen here. I kind of want to go with Joey Burrow because I. I. I don't hate L.A. I really don't have anything against them, but I love the underdog story. I had a lot of fantasy guys on this team. Burrow himself, Chase, I had on my team, and Higgins, I also had on my team. So I'm kind of kind of going to ride with them one more time as well as I think it'll be fun. I think it's kind of a small town, big town, uh, small town, little town rivalry a little bit here and. A really, really unpredictable underdog in the Bengals. I, I don't think anyone is too shocked by the L.A. Rams being the Super Bowl, but I think everybody is shocked by the Cincinnati Bengals being there. So I am going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to take a 21-17 score on it. Uh, I don't know if you want to throw a score out there or if you just want to give some analysis. Feel free to have at it with your time here. Uh, I will go on the, uh, on the on the other side, and I will take take the Rams. I think that the Rams are, uh, are gonna, going to win. I think that Joe Burrow is is good, but this this magic is is going to run out. Uh, not to say that he'll he'll never win a Super Bowl, and I think that this will be a uh, chance to really uh, push uh, Matt Stafford's Hall of Fame talk really into that. You kind of have to uh, when he's on uh, on the Lions. He's kind of one of the first guys in this increased passing era. You know that Tom Brady and. Peyton Manning kind of got the tail end of, but not for their entire career where Stafford's been able to have it for, for the majority. So if you look at his total, total stats, it's just like, Oh wow. He is up there with, you know, some of the guys that everyone considers to be the, to be the greats just because the, the errors are different, but he was always on these terrible uh, Detroit teams. So I think it was always the, well, he never really won anything. So if he can get a Super Bowl to pair with these stats, I think that's going to be a, a real serious conversation. 
How many um, how many Detroit fans do you think are piggybacking onto this Stafford here? Where it's like we're never gonna be able to root for anything else, but he's he's kind of our guy. And I mean, what other Super Bowl are they gonna root for? I'm sorry, Detroit, but this I just wonder how many people are attached to this still. That if he's a, if he's a Hall of Famer or not? No, 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 no. Like, are, are all the Detroit fans rooting for L.A. this weekend because of the support of Stafford? Being like, well, we're never gonna be able to root for our own playoff games. I guess we'll root for this guy and his. Uh, I'm sure it's kind of mixed. You know, it's not a. I mean, he 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 was their their quarterback for for a lot of years, and like like we were just talking about, not not a ton of team success. But I don't think that the way he left, there's any sort of. I would prefer to root against him, but I I'm I'm not a Detroit fan, so I I don't I don't really know exactly. I I just wonder. I don't know. Let's not let's not talk about that. That's fine. I was just curious about that. Uh, Tom Brady made an announcement. Or didn't make an announcement, and then made another announcement that that announcement was not from him, and that announcement was that he's retiring, and it was a really weird announcement of it. It just felt like this is arguably the greatest athlete of all time, and for it to just kind of drop out on Twitter like that, like it was leaked news, was really weird for me. Especially to find out that we didn't even find out; we found out from some non-football player letting us know, like, "Hey, Tom Brady's retiring." We're like, "No, that's that's not true. That that can't be." It seems too soon. I have my phone on me. I haven't seen this. What are you talking about? It seems way too soon of an announcement. And then he kind of backs off on it, and the agent backs off on it. And it all, that made a little bit more sense that they did back off on it because I can't imagine him really wanting to steal the shine of all this, as well as we've talked about this before. I guarantee the NFL is begging him to come back for one more run. The amount of ticket sales they're going to get off of it alone, every stadium he goes to, is going to sell out and make so much money. It's just going to be easy stuff, as well as. I mean, he was a good. He was good this year. He was a good football player this year. I don't know if it's he doesn't want to put the work into it again. I totally get that. He has nothing to prove. I just feel like, I just feel like he could still win if he wanted to. I still feel like if you put him on the Niners, I've been floating this idea this whole podcast. You just put Tom over there. The best thing about that is he gets to play with a tight end with Kittle, which he loves a tight end, and it's a qualified tight end. It's not just any old. I'm sorry, Patriot tight end that's not Gronkowski. It's an actual A-list tight end. As well as, I think, a guy like Debo, who isn't truly a deep threat, but is a guy where you just run these quirky plays, you get him the ball, which is right up Brady's alley, where it's just, I just got to get this, I just got to get Edelman the ball and let him do some work after. I, I think Debo is a really good pairing for that. I think they got a good line. I think they got a decent defense. I think they got some good running backs. They got a whole crew of running backs that got hurt this year. I don't know who comes back, but... I just, this is a good destination. This is a Tom Brady Super Bowl-esque team, I think, if he's out there on that. Now, I don't know if any of this is going to happen. It's very likely he just walks away from all this. But I'm flowing the idea out there. I don't. I think it makes way too much sense to not at least mention it. Is is there any expectation you have from Tom Brady? <laughs> it, well, this whole thing is just bizarre where Schefter comes out and reports Tom Brady is announcing his retirement, and so... It's Schefter. It's not some guy you've never heard of. And so there's some sort of, uh, ooh, I don't know. It's like when Schefter tweets something out, like that's fact. Like, oh, someone tore their ACL. Oh, this guy's getting traded. Okay, that's pretty much you can take it as fact. And then all the other news outlets ran with it. And so uh, we were watching college basketball on Saturday on ESPN, and they were throwing all sorts of Tom Brady facts in – into the game, I think like even the kind of extra forcing it, like putting the 
like the two coaches and what their winning record was and Tom Brady's winning record, which was like right in between theirs. And just like, just as, as an excuse to, to talk about it some more. And then late that night, I kind of started to hear some things that like, it might not be true. And it's like, what, what was going on? And then, yeah, in the morning when I woke up, yeah, his dad had gone on a radio show and said he hadn't made a decision up yet. And then a bunch of people are, are backtracking. Uh, I, I told you uh, yesterday what I thought what, what my theory was. My theory is he has decided that you know enough is enough. He he that he, he wants to do he wants to do more with with his family. Wants to be uh you know he thinks he'll be a better better father and a better better husband if he if he if he hangs it up and but did not want it to come out during the playoffs. You know just. Want, want, people focus on, on on football stuff once the, the Super Bowl is over, then I'll announce my news. Uh, I'm thinking that he must have told a little bit larger than the, the inner circle, and somehow it got leaked, and so now he probably wants to announce it very much on his own terms. Probably he's got his own media group situation. I don't know exactly what you call it, where he's got the, the, the comics and there's all, all sorts of things. So I would just think he'd want to do it in his own way, on his own platform, not somebody else's platform. So I, I think that we'll get the official announcement, you know, in a, in, in a month or so, but I'm surprised he's made the decision so quickly. It seems like all the time it's always right after the season's over. You, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this again, but in a month you, you start, you, you're not as banged up when you wake up in the morning. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I can make another run at this. Uh, we, we talked about it last week. He still led the, led the league in, in touchdowns in passing yards and first downs. I mean, he's a, you know, one defensive stop away basically from going to another conference championship. So it wasn't like this was the, the Peyton Manning ending where it was, this guy really, really shouldn't be out here. Or Roethlisberger where it's like, yeah, you, you've hung on too long. I, I, I don't think there's very many teams that if Tom Brady said, I'd like to play for you, they'd say, uh, no, thank you, Tom. The other thing is, this is the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't think he wants to watch these conference games and these Super Bowl game, this game, and, and wonder, do you think I could beat that? Because you don't, you got to wait. If he makes a decision today and then tomorrow, he's like, wow, I, I watched the Super Bowl. It was seven, eight, like that. Nobody, like I could do that. I could, I could win that game. And and I, I wonder if it ends up looking like a dominant team in that in that game. If he's gonna be like, you know, I'm not sure we can overcome that. Let's just pack it up and go. But I, I, I just wonder. If this A game ends up being really sloppy and just like a winnable game by a well-coached, well-thought-out veteran Super Bowl quarterback, if he's just like, let's just do it one more time. Let's just, we, I could beat this team. I'm watching these guys give their best effort right now. My best effort is better than this. I, I just wonder how much that has to do with it. I just don't think he needs to make a decision this quickly. For sure. The, the sooner he makes a decision, the easier it is for Tampa Bay to figure out what, what their plan is, but the draft isn't until what April. So yeah. Once, once again, the football guys are crazy. They want the information as soon as possible. They want the, the, the best edge, but I, I don't think that he had to make his decision up this quickly. So there's definitely something goofy going on. I gave you what I thought my, uh, what, what my conspiracy theory was, but I guess we'll just have to, uh, to wait and see what, what comes out of this. I heard some, some new conspiracy theories. I mean, get, get your tinfoil hat out over here. Apparently Schefter was the one who, reported Deflategate like officially and this was a way to almost 
you know, t- get back at him in the in a fake news kind of kind of story. Be like, yeah, yeah, Schefter, go ahead, report it, and then to just backtrack it a little bit later because there is very few things I think Schefter ever has to backtrack. I think there's certain guys that we, like you said, like Woj and these guys that when they say it, it's it's official. It's, it, it's done. It's as official as it gets. So I I wonder if that actually has some some really long story history right there of a little little last jab there while he can kind of still fit it in here. Um. All right, so we got that's forty minutes of football talk because it's been two awesome weeks of football here, and we got two weeks until the Super Bowl, so I'm sure we'll get more into that. But we are still in basketball season right now. All Star Game is around the corner. All Star Weekend just a couple weeks away, and we now know the NBA All Star starters for the Western and the Eastern Conference. I'd say mostly chalk for all of it, with one. I don't even want to say controversial, but definitely not one I was expecting to see with Andrew Wiggins earning an all-star starter spot. Now, do you want to explain to everybody how you earn the position of being an all-star starter before I start tearing this all apart? Sure. So it is, it is a weighted vote. So this has changed in the, in the, in the past few years. Uh, but what it is, is the 50% is the fan vote. And I believe there are multiple ways to vote. Like you could, Go to NBA.com. They're definitely doing a lot more on social media now, specifically like I see it on Twitter where, you know, you hashtag the name of the player and NBA all-star and there are certain days where it's worth double, double points. So 50% is fan voting, 25% is media voting, and 25% is the players voting. But the way that they're weighted is by ranking. So if you get way more of the of the fan vote say you get twice as many votes as like the next guy you you don't like gain any advantage there it's just you are number one the next person's number number two so wiggins was weighed heavily on his fan votes he got a lot of fan votes now the the warriors have been one of the best teams of the league there's been a little fluctuation and some health throughout all of them and Wiggins, I'll be honest, Wiggins is having a, a good year. Now, do I think he's an all-star? I, I, I don't know. Do I think a team as good as the Warriors should probably have two all-stars? I think it's a, it's a fair argument, but I I just wonder, Phoenix, I think Phoenix is the one seed in the West right now. I, there's, there's no Chris Paul. There's no Devin Booker. There's some time missed there. I mean, I, I just, there's been years in the past where it's like this team's so far ahead as a number one seed. How are we not going to give them two all-stars? And it feels like they always find a way to find two of them. Now, to find two starters out of it, though, man, I I don't know. It's just good for Wiggins, man. It's a, it's a fan vote. It's a fan. It's for the fans of the game. It's it's not for, for my personal rankings. It, it, it's for the fans to enjoy, and they they showed their they showed what they wanted. They, they wanted Wiggins. They got Wiggins. I, I'm not necessarily going to ever agree with it. I probably could pick a couple other guys ahead of him, but... I, who am I to who am I to pick apart this? All right, you just talked about the the complex weight weighted system here, of which the NBA is the only league that makes any effort at all to try and make fans feel good about the way these are voted. It's not just some backdoor behind the back alley. All the reporters get together and vote. It's it's, it's much more than that. So I I guess I appreciate the NBA for allowing an opportunity like this to actually happen. It just seems a little weird when it does. I. <laughs> I guess it's all good, right? I mean, how do you feel about it? Do you think he's a justified all-star starter? 
there are definitely many other guys that could have been in over him. I'm not going to get real bent out of shape on it. It's all-star starters. It, it, it's, it's just something for, for us to, to, to argue about, so I'm not going to get dragged down uh, too deep into it. I think it's interesting that there's talk that the, the reason that he got so many votes was because there was a K-pop star that was pushing for him. And I, I love that people are upset about that, where it's just like, well, if you want your guy to win, get some celebrities to uh, tweet his name out. Yeah, man. Tra- Trailblazer Wiggins here, man. Paving the way for all you guys. You know, next year, you just got to get some uh, some some social media influencers here, which I'm really not against that, too. That's 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 he's communicating with a large audience. All right. He has teamed up with somebody who has a lot of followers and a lot of people care about those artists. And he was able to kind of gain more fans out of it. I think that's that's what we want. We want more people watching the NBA. And if a K-pop star is going to get more people to watch in the NBA and more people want to watch this guy. They're going to get what they want. I like that. I think that's the best part about all of it. Now, one change they are making in the All-Star Weekend here is they're going to allow the G League to be a part of the Rising Stars Challenge. I think this is a great idea. I think this is a is a cool, it's almost like a it's almost like a preview, like a preseason kind of game of like, hey, these guys are coming soon. Like here, here's a heads well, up. Hold you on. Might- it's not the G League. It's the G League Ignite. Oh, it's which, it's just the one which team. Is the- it's just the faction of the G League that is the, I'm going to call it the premier would-be college players. So the, that's the, I'm not going to college. I can't go to the NBA yet because I'm not old enough. I'm going to, the, so you don't go to the, the big G League. You go to the G League Ignite team. They only play games like in LA. I don't even know. I think they haven't played a game since the beginning of the December. I think there's just been COVID issues it's just kind of easier. Just they, they, they don't play. Uh, but yes, just it's not the entire G League. It is just that specific uh, part of it. Either way, even if it even if they did open it to the entire G League, they weren't going to suddenly, you know, green light the idea of the guy that's been in the G League for six years is suddenly going to be in a rising stars challenge. It's going to be the guys you just described about anyways, I, I, I think. Uh, even if they did open it up to the rest of them, but I I, I like the idea so of it. So last year, last year would have been uh, would have been Jalen Green, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, like those sort of guys. Like if, if you're plugged into basketball, the names it's like oh, okay, yeah, I remember them in recruiting, and you know they they were looking at going to the the Blue Bloods. Like oh, he was like either going to go to Kansas or he's going to go to the G League Ignite or he's going to play in Australia, and he decided G League G League Ignite. So it is high high talented high school players. I'm all, I'm all for it. I think I think this weekend is more and more becoming about how many young how much young talent can we just throw out there and maybe learn a name this weekend because the big guys aren't showing up anymore. We have to be entertained by the unknown guys and and hopefully hopefully we find somebody out of that. And there's Jalen Green's a good example. Kaminga's another example. I I wonder what guys this year we're gonna see. And then it's gonna be fun when you learn their name this weekend and then they get drafted or you know to another team or whatever in the future and are actually playing you know maybe hopefully relevant minutes in the near near future here so i i like would the you idea. like to hear the uh the the other changes for the uh the rising stars challenge this year there's yeah, actually else? a bunch of changes what, what else are we doing so in the past they'd been doing the team usa versus team world i think last year they got rid of that and they did a uh, did a draft similar to how they do the uh doing the all-star game now uh but this year, the Rising Stars, there's going to be four teams, not just two. There's going to be uh, seven players each, and they're going to play in a, in a three-game mini-tournament. Uh, 
there's going to be a total of 24 first and second year players that are decided by the, uh, the assistant coaches. And then four players from the G league ignite team. We were just talking about will be, uh, be on the teams. Uh, coaches are going to be made up of members from the 75th anniversary team that was announced earlier this season. So definitely going to be names that you, uh, that, you know, uh, each coach will draft seven players, including one G league ignite player. Now, do you think that it's going to be similar to the NBA draft where you have to draft the starters first before you can go to the other ones, but almost in reverse where they'll have the G league players at the end? Or do you think there's a chance that a G league ignite player? So basically a high school player uh, will get drafted over one of the guys that's actually playing in the league. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> um, so, so something to think about. You know what? I think it's uh I think we're all adults here. I, I think we're all capable of making our own decisions and living with the consequences and the advantages of making those decisions. I, I just think I, I think you allow it. I, I think if anything, you know, you light a fire under some guys a little bit right now and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't work out, but uh if you're the captain or if you're you're the guy in charge of selecting the roster and the order of it here, I think I think you do what you think is best. I don't think you have to think about things like that. But it's hard not to factor in the emotions of, of guys and I it happens in the actual league. I, I the Giannis drafts Middleton first every time. <laughs> I, I think that I wonder if something to that effect comes in into play. Uh so some more uh some more changes that are going on. Uh, the semifinal games, uh, the target score is 50, while the championship game, the final score will be 25. So a little bit of the Elam ending slash, you know, kind of playing at the at the court. It's not a time thing. It's we're, we're playing to playing to a number. And then the the last little wrinkle, which already a bunch of wrinkles. I don't know uh, if anything else is getting getting changed besides or if they're just putting all the changes for the rising stars, but. There's a new format. There's going to be a shooting competition that's going to happen before the championship game that they're calling the Clorox Clutch Challenge. Eight players on the on the Rising Stars squads are going to be divided into teams of two and compete to knock down five historic shots that were made during the NBA playoffs. And obviously the team that makes the shots are, are, are going to win. So that'll definitely be interesting. I got to imagine it'll be something like the, uh, the Ray Allen uh three to to win that game six uh, i don't know if they like one guy will pretend to get a rebound and tip it out to him but they'll show the highlight I, I think if this is done correctly it'll be really cool but the 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 level of difficulty is going to be high and i think it might just end up being kind of clunky i'm a little worried about the guys they're having volunteering or asking to participate in this or maybe not the right guys to try and reenact this but it's kind of like we're asking everybody to act like they're in their backyard and go three, two, one, <laughs> and that might be cool, yeah, right? but it might not be entertaining. If you know what I mean, like I don't know, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm not afraid of making changes to this. All right, this this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, is slowly losing my interest more and more. I like that they're trying to enhance these other events because traditionally, let's be honest, the dunk contest was the only reason. We were excited. I, I, when is the year where the dunk contest isn't the last event Saturday? Because I think we're getting closer to that not being the main event anymore. I really think we're getting there. Do you think that's going to happen anytime soon? What event do you want to be the last one? I'm not sure. I just don't feel like the, the dunk contest is the way to do it. I don't know if it holds the, the interest of everyone as much because there's never really... 
we haven't had a guy in, in a while who was like, this is must watch. Like, you got to go out of your way to watch this. And I, and I wonder if something as gimmicky as what you just described is a little bit more must watch than than that. I, I think there's a reason they're starting it out at the with the, with the rising stars, and we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how the how the format works. Uh, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll knock it out of the park, but I'm kind of keeping low expectations to not be not be too disappointed. Well, some winners will be announced. Now, it was only a conference uh, championships uh, this weekend for the NFL, but that doesn't mean there weren't actual championships this weekend. You may not know this, but there was a champion. Uh, champion handed out in both women's and men's this weekend in florida for the professional pillow fighting tournament this is a real thing this is a combination of i think mma and um and boxing as as, as well as it's pillow fighting and i think it's like scored i really don't know enough details about this but you should go look it up this is this is exactly right up your alley i thought this is going to be your your opening thing where you say hey good afternoon da, 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 there's the date and, <laughs> will did you hear about this and been like no it's, this this feels like where you get your topics generally, which is right up the alley of this. But anyways, it does sound like it. Professional pillow fighting. This is the first year of it. It's in Florida. You got a men's and women's tournament. Go out and watch it, man. It's it's they got like a specific pillow they're allowed to do. It's it's two people just trying to beat each other with pillows. It's oddly entertaining and like weirdly not like it's it's kind of like can you just punch one another already? Like why you feel so limited? Like your hands are tied behind your back because you can only you can only swing with a pillow. But I think the pillow, like I said, I think it scored like boxing where you're trying to like sneak in a pillow swing here or there, like catch the side of the ear a little bit. And and I think that's worth a little bit more. I, I really I really need a lot more research in it. I just saw it a little bit today. I saw some of the videos. It's it's worth checking out. And I had to bring it up. There's there's no other platform or no other conversation in the world where I think I can bring this up and it'll be of any interest to anybody. But on this podcast, I think this this falls right, 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 right in what we're looking for here. Do you have any interest in participating in a professional pillow fight? Because let me tell you this, you do not want a piece of these guys because I don't. I don't think you do either. <laughs> I don't think I want to participate. I got some I have some follow-up questions. Uh one of them is what what was the attire? Are they dressed like MMA? Guys, are they just in their pajamas? What, what are we talking here? I'd say uh, an MMA, MMA attire. You're looking at standard fighting here. Uh, I don't think okay. the, the the fists are not wrapped. I don't think by anything. I I, I think your 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 hand is physically holding the pillow. I'm sure there are rules and reasons, and obviously a very specific pillow. I think I read that somewhere where it's not just any old pillow. You know, it's not like you you get the Tempur-Pedic and you're going against the feather. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think it's like that. I think there's an official pillow that both sides had. Look like they're your exact pillow. I, there's there's so many there's so many questions here that I just can't answer. But it exists. This is a thing. People have paid to watch this. It seems like the only thing that could ever happen in Florida. I don't think it could happen anywhere else. But I will follow up. I I think I think it's gonna be a fun story to kind of keep track of. All right. But I wish I wish this was next weekend. Like why is this not the gap between <laughs> the, the the NFL? Uh, Pro Bowl like I'd rather watch this than the NFL Pro Bowl I'd rather watch this over anything about the Pro Bowl there's nothing nothing there but I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity I hope next year they they adjust the schedule where this kind of falls in between here and maybe we get a follow-up I, I guess I just have so many more questions like did you get any sort of idea of what the score was no or like the scoring no not not nearly enough I, I like I said I just I saw it like 10 minutes before the podcast here I was looking up like 
I always do like a last minute search to see like, do we miss anything or is there something obvious that's happened like within the last hour that we just can't skip? And that that was one of them that I just caught my attention, so I I, I threw it in here. Uh, we got we got about five minutes left on the podcast here. We could certainly continue to talk about this, although like I said, I don't have all the answers here. Um, lastly, we can uh, mention a couple things here. Uh, Winter Olympics around the corner. We're going to be starting that up. Uh, I, I I don't know what events you're going to be like tuned into. I I think uh, I think curling is kind of my, my general go to. Kind of excited for that. Uh, is there any event you're looking forward to? There's nothing uh, like big time that's like oh I I, I know this. Um, so it's all just kind of kind of mixed, you know. With the with the winter, I, I it's not I'd say as uh, as accessible as the as, as the winter or as soon as as the summer, where it's like summer, it's like oh, your track. And I I did did some track events, so I got a general idea. Where I haven't really done so much of the uh, of the skiing. So it's just kind of harder to put myself in those uh, those situations. Yeah, well, we'll have some topics. I'm sure there'll be some something to talk about there uh, going forward. I don't really have a lot of pregame stuff to to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, watch out for this guy. You know, he, yeah. four years ago he was, well, it was this. What's what's disappointing is very similarly to the the Summer Olympics uh, last year is it's in it's in Beijing. Beijing is 13 hours ahead of us, so pretty much all of the events are going to be going on while we're asleep. So it, it doesn't have that, ooh, there's sports on during the daytime. Cool. I'll just I'll throw curling on. I'll throw men's slalom on. They're just on in the background, kind of keep an eye on it. You know, just, you know, world-class athletes. But that combined with the Summer Olympics, right in the name, they're going on during the summertime. The only thing that's competing with is baseball. So it's like, ah, cool. There's, like, stuff on at night. I'll, I'll watch it. But now you're in the winter, the – Football is pretty much over, but there's all the basketball you can handle. So I, I don't, I'm not going to be putting on the Olympics over over basketball. So I think that's why I like the, the Summer Olympics more. Yeah, well, we'll get more into that going forward. I want to make one quick shout-out to Nadal for getting the job done. A freaking miracle comeback over there for another, another open one. I don't know how some of these tennis guys continue to play, but they're, uh, they're still relevant. I don't know how he pulled that off this past weekend though. I, we're not a tennis podcast as much as I try to get Zach to watch it. He, he has no interest in it. <laughs> they have the greatest fans. Tennis has the perfect fan base. The oohs and ahs and the emotion of it just rides so well throughout the tournament. It's, it's really a special thing. I, I gotta go to, I gotta go to a match in person. I really feel like that'd be fun, but shout out to the doll. Hell of a comeback. Really grinding it out. Good. Good for him. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? We are very much knee deep into college basketball season. March is just right around the corner. So we are still looking for bet consequences for our head to head bracket challenge. So if you got any ideas, send them over to us and you know, we're still kind of deciding if we're going to do the, the wheel of uh, wheel of consequences or what, what, what the plan is for this year. Yeah. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page, uh, LCA, LCB, a uh, little column A, little column B, uh, Facebook page. It's fine. It's on there. You know, you know where we all are. All right, you've been listening you know, for a while. We, we've been doing this since 2015 now. If you don't know where it is already, you know, well, sorry. We'll be back. 